As the aroma of homemade chili and gingerbread cookies fills the air here at the North Quail Motel, we're strolling into our final episode of Blabbit in the Bluegrass for 2020, and I promise you we're going to make it count with two insightful and thought-provoking discussions. The first with the Executive Director of the Hopkins County Tourism and Convention Commission, Miss Tricia Noel, and she will tell us why the history and attractions of her territory simply cannot be confined to the county seat of Madisonville. No, they're spread out all over Hopkins County, and she will fill us in on those momentarily, and then we will take you to Louisville. It's a restaurant whose name might not exactly jump out at you, but the menu and the fabulous food most certainly will. They call themselves The Cafe, and they've been named a must-try breakfast and brunch spot around Louisville. That does not happen for no reason. So we will ask the food and beverage director, Mr. Brian Habib, what exactly it is that's been bringing customers back for nearly 25 years. It's Blabbing in the Bluegrass Christmas Week style. Let's do it. Buckle up. Kentucky features so much more than basketball and horses. We're home to scenic spectacles and one-of-a-kind golf courses. If boating, fishing, dining, or music is your pleasure, we'll guide you to the sights and sounds that you will truly treasure. Cause we're blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. There's nothing here to hide, cause we're saying it with pride. Just a blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. With knowledge of the state, you're sure to appreciate. Yes, we're blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. Where musicians furnish talent and great whiskey cools your palate. Just a blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. With a fit for every taste, precious time is not to waste. From Whitesville to Whitesburg to White Plains, we've got you covered on Blabbit in the Bluegrass, exploration and celebration of all things Kentucky. I'm Sam Moore, and it's only fitting that we mention White Plains today, as it is a part of Hopkins County. And here in just a few minutes, we're going to be chatting with the executive director of the Hopkins County Tourism and Convention Commission, Miss Tricia Noel. She has held that post for a whopping 13 years since 2007, and she is the mistress with the deets, as we will find out shortly. And after Tricia and I get done yakking, I'm going to yak with the food and beverage director of a Louisville landmark known as The Cafe. Yep, they simply call themselves The Cafe, and that's been working out for them since 1996, thanks to a fabulous menu and an award-winning atmosphere that simply can't be beat. Brian's going to tell us what exactly it is that's kept them going strong for nearly a quarter of a century. Now, folks, that is what I call commendable. And in the meantime, shoot me your ideas for 2021 episodes, questions, comments, suggestions you may have. Even though we will not have another show until January 6th, I will be regularly checking my emails at bluegrassblabbing at gmail.com. That's B-L-U-E-G-R-A-S-S-B-L-A-B-B-I-N at gmail.com. You can also hit me up on the all-new Blabbing in the Bluegrass Facebook page. If you just search Blabbing in the Bluegrass on Facebook, it should take you right there. And you can uh, hear previous episodes, also keep tabs on up-to-date information as it is released. Of course, you can send me messages, leave me comments, and communicate with me that way. So, however it is that you decide to touch base with me, I just look forward to hearing from you. And I'm always glad to have you along for the ride each and every week here on the show. Now, before we get to Tricia, who is anxiously awaiting to tell us all that Hopkins County has to offer, I have... Our last Bluegrass Brain Buster of the Year. We do this at the beginning of every show, and we have the answer at the conclusion. So, without further ado, here's this week's Bluegrass Brain Buster. A sincere love and affection for endless eating might as well be a requirement for citizenship here in the Bluegrass. So today, I'm asking you to name the city with the highest concentration of fast food restaurants in the Commonwealth of Kentucky. Once again, 
a sincere love and affection for endless eating might as well be a requirement for citizenship in the bluegrass. So, I'd like to know, what is the city with the highest concentration of fast food restaurants in the Commonwealth of Kentucky? Now, I know I got some big eaters out there, myself included, so you hash on that and we'll have your answer at the conclusion of today's program. Good luck. Sam Moore now presents his Blabbing in the Bluegrass Community Connection. In today's Community Connection, we are featuring Madisonville and Hopkins County, for that matter, quite near and dear to my heart because they're only uh, 40 miles down the road from me. But even if they're a little farther for you, they're still closer than you might think and with a lot more to offer than you might think. And here to enlighten us, it's the... Uh, Executive Director, the proud Executive Director of the Tourism and Convention Commission. Got to be careful, that's kind of a tongue twister. It's Miss Trisha Noel. Trisha, we are so excited to have you with us. You've been the Executive Director now for 13 years since 2007, and uh, you've actually been in Madisonville for 40 years, though, you just told me. You came uh, via Bowling Green. Your previous stop was there. And uh, so I was just curious, what, uh, what aspects of life in Madisonville and Hopkins County have you found most enjoyable and rewarding? Well, Sam, that's a great question. Um, like you said, I have been here um, about 40 years. I met my husband once I moved here. We raised our son here. It's a great community to raise a family, to get involved. You know, it's it's a large enough community to offer um, quite a few amenities, but yet small enough to be able to get involved, meet lots of people and find your niche. And I have certainly tried to do that here um, in my 40 year stint here. So I came here, um, actually I agreed to move here in a former career. Um, I was in retail at that time and um, the Parkway Plaza Mall was being built. Oh, and uh-huh. I, I had an opportunity uh, to, for some advancement in the company that I was working with. And so I said, well, I'll move to Madisonville. And honestly, Sam, I I didn't even know where Madisonville was. I had never been here, but I agreed to come and I have never looked back. Never once did I um, think that I did not make the right decision. Now you're originally from London in good old Laurel County, but I'm sure Madison, Madisonville probably feels a lot more like home to you now than London. (laughs) Well, it does. you know, since I've been here, of course, longer than I lived in London, but I do have lots of family uh, back in Laurel County and try to get there um, as much as I can to visit. And I try to stay tuned in to what's going on in the community there. Sure. One of my favorite communities is from, or one of my favorite comedians, I should say, is from Laurel County, Carl Hurley. Are you familiar with him? I certainly am, yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, He's a great one. <laughs> Anytime I need a good laugh, I just uh, pop old Carl on. He's great. Right. Now, um, gonna, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, if you want a good belly laugh, you know, listen to some Carl Hurley. Yes, I totally second that. <laughs> Indeed. Now, uh, people may not realize it, but the uh, history of Hopkins County is quite extensive and fascinating. And um, this impressive history is admirably showcased in the uh, several museums throughout the county and we'll touch briefly on some of these I thought I know the um, the Dawson Springs Museum and Arts Center has been closed throughout this COVID time frame you told me but um, for when they reopen why don't you just give us maybe a little taste of what we can expect to explore there sure they that museum does a great job of showcasing the history of dawson springs and and of what they um, have to offer there and the history of dawson uh over you know the the past years uh nortonville uh, museum the same that museum is in conjunction with a library and so that 
uh, provides opportunities for the folks in the south end of the county. Uh, Nortonville and Dawson Springs both lying in the south end of the county. So both of those certainly provide um, opportunities to delve into the history of those two communities. Sure. The, the Historical Society of Hopkins County, that museum is located here in Madisonville. And sure. uh, they have done a, a fairly extensive uh, remodel and redo of the museum. Um, it's not a large space, but they have done a fabulous job in awesome. showcasing in showcasing the history of Hopkins County. And just recently, they took a separate room and added a very extensive political campaign exhibit. They had someone from here in Hopkins County to donate their entire political campaign um, uh, collection. Um, oh, neat. And apparently it it actually stems over many, many years of political campaigns since this particular year, you know, was the presidential election. They thought it would be kind of a neat idea to showcase all of that. So I think they're going to leave that exhibit up. So for anyone who is kind of a, you know, a political buff, sure. uh, that'd be a great stop to visit. Um, that is where uh, Ruby LaFoon's cabin uh, Ruby LaFoon was um, Kentucky's 43rd governor. Right. Uh, he is the governor who initiated the state sales tax, and he did make um, Harlan Sanders a Kentucky colonel. Two big so, claims to fame there. <laughs> right. That's his two claims to fame. And so the, the, the cabin where he grew up was moved over on the property of the Historical Society. And so that makes for a little interesting tour. Now, the other item that's over at the Historical Society that I think is really cool, there is a, it is a 19, I think it's a 1911 buggy about, which uh, that it is a Buick, a Buick uh -huh. buggy about. And there are only three of those vehicles left in the world. Don't say there can't be that many. That's the first time I've heard of a bug about. <laughs> yeah, so that is really, um, they have it in an enclosed building. Um, there are really no windows there. So you have to get the docent at the museum to open it up for you so you can see the vehicle. But um, that is, that's really interesting. Um, someone from here in Hopkins County had donated that um, Buick to the museum. So it, it's for, for history buffs. It's a fun, it's a fun tour. My, my uncle Lewis, he used to love old cars. He would always uh, show off his old wheels and antique car shows. So he would have loved that Buick bug about from 1911. So <laughs> for those of you like him, go check it out as well as the, we'll touch on the cabin a little bit more briefly from uh, Governor uh, LaFoon here shortly. So uh, glad that we went ahead and uh, highlighted that since it's part of the uh, historical society property. But um, in the meantime, Tricia, for those seeking to get to know the city of Madisonville a little better, the city's downtown walking tours are extremely eye-opening and educational. So if you would, why don't you give us an overview of these tours and uh, describe how they represent Madisonville's tradition-rich culture. Sure, I'll be glad to, Sam. The Actually, this uh, it's called Walk Madisonville Downtown Walking Tours. It was created by the Women's Club of Madisonville in conjunction with the City of Madisonville and the Hopkins County um, Tourism Commission. And it highlights three different tours in downtown. One is a history walk, and that highlights a lot of the historic homes in downtown as well as some of the historic buildings and churches in the downtown area. Okay. Um, all of these walks are about a mile, mile and a half in length, so they're very easily walkable. There is a brochure that goes along with the walks, um, gives you history of each of the stops. So, like I said, the first 
walk is the history walk. The second walk is a patriotic walk. Oh, cool. The patriotic walk does um, touch on, uh, of course, uh, history uh, that relates to, uh, you know, the, the wars and veterans and anything that has to do, again, with our patriotic culture. Um, and so are the monuments that are located downtown on the courthouse. Uh, th those type of things are what's covered on the patriotic walk. And then the third and last walk is an art walk. And that highlights um, all of our art and art culture that is located in downtown Madisonville. We have several murals that are painted on old buildings and those are highlighted on the tour as well as um, we have, I hate to even call them trash cans. So we <laughs> call them art cans. And what they are, they were, um, they're actually each art can, I think there's like about 20 of them. Uh, each art can was uh, made by a local artist. They're every one um, different. He is a metal sculptor, so he took various metal pieces and created these art cans, which are actual functioning trash cans in the downtown area, mm. and they're each unique, um, and so those are also located along the art walk. So there's, like I said, three different walks, each of them uh, in the in the neighborhood, roughly of a mile each, and it really showcases our downtown area in a nice way. Absolutely, whether you're after art or history or uh, patriotism, there is a walk designed with you in mind. And I guess the best place to pick up one of those brochures to help you uh, along your stroll through the walk is uh, right there at your office, correct? Yes, that, that, well, I'm located at 28 Sug Street, Sam, and yes, we do have the brochures available, as well as their various retail shops uh, in the downtown area, as well as the Chamber of Commerce office over on Center, East Center Street, all have the brochures available as well. Okay, so plenty of options. If you stop in somewhere and they don't have them, they can steer you to somebody who does, most right. likely. So those brochures are quite easy to find. Back on the Governor LaFoon here, we touched on him a little bit earlier, but um, of course he was the 43rd governor and he was born right there in Hopkins County and uh, people are probably surprised to find out that they can still take a tour of the historic cabin in which he was born. So um, why don't you give us an overview of this historic cabin, Tricia, and tell us about some of its unique and attractive features. Sure. Um, so the cabin is, um, it was located uh, in its original location. It was located out on the old Madisonville Greenville Road. Uh -huh. And so when the Historical Society acquired the cabin, they felt it was best to relocate and to restore the cabin uh, there where the Historical Society is located. Basically, it is a two-room cabin. It, uh, they did take the original logs. I mean, of course, it is a log cabin. They, they rebuilt uh, the cabin using the original logs and most of the furnishings are from when uh, Governor uh, LaFoon lived there but then there are other furnishings uh, that reflect that period of time um, so it it's, uh, makes for a very interesting tour. Yes indeed I'll say now um are there certain days and times when tours are permitted or are they pretty flexible on that? So right now, the Historical Society is open Monday through Friday from noon to 4 p.m. And okay. then in the spring, actually, I think starting the 1st of April uh, through October, the museum is open Monday through Friday, one to five. So right now, uh, 
it's from November through March, it's 12 to four, and then April through October, it's one to five. And the docent can certainly open the museum and give you a tour of the cabin, the museum, and the buggy about. See, that's awesome. You can get the Historical Society and uh, Governor LaFoon's cabin all in one. And definitely go check those two uh, destinations out, both on the same property, and uh, feast your eyes on the, that wealth of history that awaits you. Now, um, your heart can't help but swell with pride for those who have courageously defended our country uh, when paying a visit to Madisonville's one-of-a-kind Veterans Memorial. And uh, this was briefly touched on earlier as well, but why don't you describe how the sights and symbols of the Veterans Memorial honor the tremendous feats of our servicemen and women? Sure, this memorial is located, it's, it's located right on North Main Street and it was built um, to honor the men and women who have served in the nation's military. And there are names of local veterans um, have been honored by <clears throat> placing engraved bricks um, on the Patriot's path, which leads up to the Founders Wall. And this Veterans Memorial was completed in 2012. And then there are, at the Founders Wall, there are plaques and flags that represent every branch of the military. So local folks have purchased bricks, had them engraved with the uh, service uh, man or woman who they want to honor. And those bricks have been placed along the, the brick wall. So. Very um, neat, very neat, and we should uh, we should also mention that Madisonville is home to the state's largest Veterans Day parade. That's correct. That is, you're absolutely right. And that's and held the uh, first Sunday each November, correct? Yes, yes, that is right. Awesome. So if you haven't been there and done that, check it out. It's worth a drive from wherever you're at to check out the state's largest Veterans Day parade in Madisonville the first Sunday in November. Now, um, whether you're a clothing or fashion bargain hunter or uh, an antique collector or both, Hopkins County offers just a variety of specialty stores to create a fun-filled and fruitful shopping experience. So, Miss Knoll, why don't you give us an overview of these local shops in the area and uh, give us an idea of the goodies that we may find on their shelves. Well, you're going to find lots of things, Sam. Uh, we have certainly a nice variety of local shops and boutiques. Uh, gosh, everything from antiques to clothes to um, outdoor enthusiasts, you know, stuff for outdoor enthusiasts. I have a real neat shop next door to my office called 4570. And he, he carries a variety of equipment and clothing and accessories for the outdoor enthusiast. Um, there are several boutiques downtown for ladies and children, um, clothing and accessories, um, certainly all unique. Uh, we have uh, wonderful jewelry stores. Um, we have um, coffee shops that offer, you know, items, uh, certainly unique to coffee shops. Um, we've got some antique stores. Uh, we've got an antique store called Kesterson's Antiques and uh, Miss Gigi has a variety of, uh, of course, unique antiques in her shop. And she is so much fun to talk to. She's a wealth of information and history herself. So once you enter her shop, she's gonna entertain you um, as well through her knowledge and uh, stories that she can tell about the history of the building she's in or maybe the history about the antique piece that you are certainly looking at. Mm, we do sounds have, like a, <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna, um, we do have, uh, of course, a mall. Uh, we have a vendor mall as well where you can find loads of unique items. I enjoy going there just to walk the aisles to see, you know, all the unique stuff that people um, are have in their individual booths there. So that's always a fun stop. Yeah. Um, we, even have, 
we even have a skate shop um, in downtown Madisonville. We have an outdoor skate park that was built, oh, about five years ago. And so that led to a young man and his wife opening um, a skate shop. And it has a, a small area inside where you can do a little indoor skating, but um, it provided, you know, the opening of the outdoor skate park provided an opportunity for um, some entrepreneurism with these couple opening their skate shop. So we have a store downtown Hanson um, that is um, a bookstore that she has at least 20,000 books in there. So if oh you goodness. are a book collector, you will certainly want to um, head to Hanson uh, for a visit to this bookstore called Pepper's Old and Rare Books. And I was down there just a few weeks ago and she has lots of books. <laughs> so you're a bookworm, are you? Lot, lots of books, yes. <laughs> so we certainly have, um, you know, lots to offer um, someone who's looking, you know, to spend a little money in a community. Right, <laughs> and help out the community. Now, uh, you uh, you talked about the vendor mall and Parkway Plaza. We touched on a little bit too. Um, what what all can we find in the Parkway Plaza Mall? Well, there is of course some uh, dining options. There's that's where our movie theater is located. There's sure. you know there's other shopping as far as clothing, uh, books and cards um shoes sporting awesome. goods um gaming so there there's a variety of shops in the parkway plaza mall see so regardless of what you're after <laughs> you can find it and at a great deal somewhere in madisonville at hopkins county guaranteed right. after right. working up an appetite through all of that shopping and your many adventures uh, you folks owe it to yourself to relax and replenish at one of Hopkins County's delectable dining establishments. So uh, Tricia, how about giving us a summary of the restaurant scene and tell us about the signature specialties offered by each of these local venues. Well, we do have um, several options for dining. Uh, of course, you know, we are in the middle of COVID um, sure. So our local eateries are, you know, open for the most part at 50% occupancy. And right. so ho hopefully uh, in the near future, you know, they'll be able to all be open back up at 100% occupancy. Uh, but we do have a, a nice variety of dining options. Oh, me, everything from home style, um, buffet to Chinese, Mexican, whatever international food that you, um, you know, enjoy. We certainly have lots, lots of options there. Right. Uh, barbecue, we have some of the best barbecue in this region. We've got um, coffee shops, bakeries. We've got the best donut shop, Golden Glaze Donuts. They will literally melt in your mouth. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, they are just, oh my goodness. Oh gosh, it just, it's making my mouth water to just think about those golden glazed donut holes. I can eat my way in those donut holes. Uh, <laughs> Brothers, Brothers Barbecue. Um, we have really two barbecue restaurants, Brothers Barbecue and Dave Sticky Pig both offer sort of a, a different style barbecues. So you'll have a you'll have a great experience at either of those um, right. restaurants that you choose to go to. We have some downtown, some nice restaurants if you're looking for a, a great, you know, sit down experience with a steak uh, or seafood. We certainly have those options in downtown Madisonville. One of my favorites is the Oasis. Yes, yes. Oasis is a very, a very nice restaurant. They've got a, a varied menu. You can pretty much get anything from burger to chicken to steak there. Uh, and you're always going to get, you know, a quality meal at Oasis. Now, well, one of my former teachers um, 
from the Nortonville area. She had, I believe, a nephew that was um, a part of the uh, the Dixie Pan in Nortonville at one time. Now, is the Dixie Pan still there? The Dixie Pan is still there. It's under um, fairly new ownership. Uh, that gentleman's had that restaurant, oh, mm, a year, two years maybe at the most. Uh, yes, Dixie Pan's still going strong. See, so you got to check out the Dixie Pan. It's definitely worth a a drive to Nortonville and all the other places we touched on. Go, just go, go visit them all, and you won't go wrong. So um, you've been a great guest, Trisha. We've sure enjoyed your uh, endless font of knowledge. Now, before we let you go, though, in thirty seconds or less, we need you to give us your best sales pitch for the city of Madisonville and Hopkins County as the ultimate spot for affordable and authentic family fun. Well, wow, 30 seconds or less to give my best sales pitch. Oh, me saying that's hard to do because I could talk all day about Madisonville and Hopkins County. So we pride ourselves in what we have uh, as far as outdoor adventure and recreation. Um, I would encourage you to get to Madisonville. We are located um, right on I-69 and Western Kentucky Parkway. Um, we are halfway between Evansville and Evansville, Indiana right. and um, Clarksville, Tennessee. You can be anywhere, um, you know, Evansville, Owensboro, Nashville, the Lakes area within um, an hour's drive. So we certainly are in the perfect location um, as far as a visit to Western Kentucky. And we have plenty of outdoor recreation. Something that we did not touch on Sam was our Arboretum, Mar Park Arboretum is a beautiful park owned by the city of Madisonville where you can certainly get in touch with the outdoors and um, so that's certainly uh, what I would hang my hat on as far as inviting anyone um, in 30 seconds or less to come to Madisonville and Hopkins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't worry, we don't have a real tight time clock, but while we're talking about outdoors, uh, we should mention that Dawson Springs claim to fame, well, in addition to the museum, they also have the great Penny Ryle State Resort Park. Uh, yes, Penny Ryle State Park is actually uh, part of the forest, is located in Hopkins County, and then part of the park is located in Christian County. So both Hopkins and Christian kind of lay claim to Penny Ryle Forest State Park, and there's plenty of opportunities there for outdoor recreation with their trails. You can hike, you can bike, you can horseback ride. And then they have plenty of other, you know, they have the beach there, the, the, uh, they have a golf course, they've got a pool, they do have a campground where you can actually park a horse trailer. They do have some camp spots for horse trailers. So right. it does provide, you know, a great um, opportunity for some to get outdoors, connect, you know, with right. your with the outdoors. <laughs> Not to mention the scenic beauty and uh, right. just a great escape from reality. I know a number of people who have done their honeymoons in Penny Ryle. So, well, Trisha, I sure appreciate your time today. And uh, we definitely encourage folks to get down there and check out all the things that Madisonville and Hopkins County uh, has to offer. And we look forward to talking with you again sometime. Okay, sounds great, Sam. Thank you so much. Thank you, ma'am. Merry Christmas now. Merry Christmas to you. Boy, we covered a lot of ground there with all the neat attractions and history right at your fingertips in Madisonville and Hopkins County. And seriously, how many 1911 Buick buggyabouts, or buggyabouts in general, can still be lurking out there? Chances are very few. Now, I did screw up a little bit ago and accidentally called it a bugabout, but I gotta tell you... Uh, before Trisha brought that up in the interview, I had never heard of that particular model. And my Uncle Lewis, who used to sell cars, he would not have been proud of me. So, sorry Uncle Lewis, <laughs> may you rest in peace. But uh, I tell you, the Buick Buggy about is an old school ride to say the least, and they are very fortunate to have one on display 
at the Historical Society, kindly donated by a resident of Hopkins County, and you can check it out on your next visit to the Historical Society, along with Governor LaFoon's cabin, a lot of other neat displays, and don't forget about the other museums in the county. I know the Dawson Springs Museum and Arts Center has been closed through the duration of COVID, but that's not going to last forever. So make your plans to go once they reopen, along with the Nortonville Museum. And it goes without saying that we need to support the local shops, definitely unique and one of a kind, and the restaurants. I tell you, Trisha really put in a ringing endorsement for those Golden Glaze donut holes. My sweet tooth started screaming at me right about that particular moment. And Brothers and Dave Sticky Pig, two legendary barbecue staples. If you're a barbecue buff like me, you need to go check them both out. It'll be an interesting taste comparison for you. I mentioned the Oasis. That's one of my personal faves down there in the dining department. And Feral Snappy Service. We didn't cover this in the interview, but Madisonville is home to one of the few Feral Snappy Service locations still in existence. There used to be one in Henderson when I was little, but that disappeared a while back. However, you can still go to Madisonville, get you one of those burgers, shoestring fries, their famous chili, and of course there's that friendly staff that you've grown accustomed to at Farrell's all these years. So pay them a visit, that'll bring back some fond memories for a lot of you, I'm sure. And if you want to learn more about Madisonville at Hopkins County, man, I cannot tell you just how easy it is. All you got to do is log on to visitmadisonvillekty.com. You can also check them out at Hopkins County Tourist and Convention Commission on Facebook. Trisha would also be just delighted to hear from you via email. I know her address is tnoel, T-N-O-E-L, at visitmadisonvillekty.com. And she'll answer any questions you may have via that avenue as well. So we sure appreciate her time, and from Madisonville in western Kentucky, we take you to the north-central part of the state, Louisville to be exact, for a -a one-of-a-kind restaurant that's really made a name for itself in the area. Maybe not because of its name, but because of its food and its atmosphere. It's second to none, and we're going to hear all about it right now. It's a little place simply referred to as The Café. It's Sam Moore's Dining Delight Spotlights. Well, today's Dining Delight Spotlight features a restaurant that I actually first heard about from my dental hygienist, Amy Greenwell. Her daughter, Gracie, works at this wonderful place in Louisville. She's a student at UofL, and she's um, working there to help get her through school. It sounds like a great place to work just because of the food. The the, uh, name may sound kind of generic, but the food is anything but generic. They call themselves the cafe, and it's been a longtime staple in the Louisville area. And here to tell us all about it is the food and beverage director from the cafe, Mr. Brian Habib. Hello. Hello there, sir. We sure appreciate you uh, taking a few minutes away from your uh, food and beverage duties. I know that uh, time's a little hard to come by right now with it being oh, Christmas it week. Sure is. <laughs> <laughs> you were telling me before we started that you were putting out a bunch of fires. Well, we'll try not to start another one. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. You know, the holiday season likes to throw a lot of different things at us, and uh, this is no different from any other. Right. I guess it keeps you from being bored. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's one positive. But anyway, we're glad you're here, Brian. Now, the uh, the cafe has been a Louisville tradition since 1996. Now, that doesn't happen by accident. So um, with countless dining options available in the Derby City, what in your mind has enabled the cafe to not only survive but thrive for nearly a quarter of a century? Yeah, you know, honestly, I really believe it was our ability to make personal connections in the community, you know, through hospitality, uh, service, and then good quality food. Um, You know, people kind of, when we first started, they forget it was just like up on top of a second story on the an antique building on Goss Avenue. And it was just a little tiny spot. They were just doing lunch for a couple hours a day. 
And, you know, now 23 years later, we've grown into breakfast, lunch, and now we're offering dinner. Um, Sal and Sam did an excellent job of, you know, connecting with their guests and then forming personal relationships through that. So you get the relationships and the expanded menu and it's still going strong. Now, um, how long have you been with the cafe, Brian? I've only been here a year. Uh, I moved to Louisville from Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, Okay. I got on to come help run the cafe as well as everything else that's going on in Paristown. I see. Well, Louisville's a bit of a jump from North Carolina, but uh, we're we're glad you're here. At least you're still sort of in the South. Louisville's kind of on that line between the South and the Midwest, I guess. It certainly is interesting. Uh, I've never lived anywhere that didn't quite know what they wanted to be, whether it's Southern, Midwestern, a little bit Northern. But, yeah. you know, I love Louisville. It's a great town. Uh, met a lot of really nice people and uh the move has been a good thing so far well that's great let's (laughs) let's plan on it staying that way now um (laughs) according to your website the uh, the cafe sets itself apart with deceptive simplicity so uh why don't you expand on that quote there brian and uh tell us what we mean exactly by deceptive simplicity yeah, I mean, absolutely. The The cafe is, uh, you know, food that is very familiar, very approachable. Um, you know, it's, it's items that you have grown up eating in your home or, you know, when you go out to eat lunch, um, any kind of corner deli or it's, um, it's just classic, you know, good, simple food. But the deceptive part is that the presentation on the plates here are so well done. The food looks so pretty and it seems very chef driven, mm-hmm. but when you look at the nuts and bolts of it, you know, they're pretty uh, familiar sandwiches that you've had, you know, growing up. So even though the names of the dishes on the menu might exactly grab you, but then when you see it on the plate, it'll grab you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> and when it goes in your mouth, it definitely will. So oh, yeah. all the time. I hear people say this is my favorite place to eat, you know? Well, I believe it. And I'll tell you, the reason why I believe it is because the uh, Courier Journal not long ago named the cafe as uh, one of the must-try breakfast and brunch spots around Louisville. So that's quite an honor there, Brian. Now, uh, talk a little bit about this recognition and tell us how the cafe earned this honorable mention. Yeah, you know, I mean, again, I think it goes back to being consistent and, uh, you know, the care and quality of food that we put on the plate. Um, Our front of house staff is truly welcoming and, you know, uh, make people feel comfortable when they're in our space dining. And, you know, I think that translates over across to the public and, uh, you know, people have really kind of endeared themselves to the cafe. Sure. Well, that's something to be proud of. Now, was this a, a poll in the Courier Journal, or was this just like a write-up done yeah, by you know, one of the staff? A local poll that had been done. So Okay, so it was a poll. Leo, we were voted uh, best lunch place in Louisville. See, how about that? So you, your award winners at breakfast, brunch, and lunch. So yes, <laughs> definitely awesome. Um, we'll, we'll expand up. Uh, more on lunch here in just a minute, but now the cafe certainly would not have been a must-try breakfast and brunch spot by being ordinary and generic. So uh, why don't you, Brian, give us the lowdown of the signature breakfast specialties there at the cafe and explain what makes them so unique and popular. Yeah, um, I mean, I do believe that our our twice-baked French toast and Belgian waffle are are both very popular items. Uh, You know, we make the mix in-house for the waffles, the uh, French toast we do in-house as well, and uh, just, you know, tried and true recipes that um, have lasted over the 23 years. And, you know, also 
our stratas are very popular and that's a dish that i was not familiar with uh you know it's something kind of particular to this region um and they're delicious um the grit scramble you know we do a more traditional southern grit with a bunch of uh, milk and heavy cream and butter but it's stone ground grit from a local uh, mill just north of louisville and it's really good grits um you know, we have our local farm with the Amish eggs. So really pretty, rich eggs. Um, you know, a couple little touches there that really kind of make it stand out. Sure. So a lot of, a lot of homegrown stuff there and locally, uh, locally produced food with locally yeah, produced ingredients. Much as possible and, you know, made in house as well. Right. Now, for those who've never had a strata, why don't you tell us what a strata is? Well, you know, it's funny. I had to look it up myself, too. Um, and it kind of really translates into a savory bread pudding. Um, oh, okay. So it's basically what it is, you know, with, uh, with egg. And uh, we do one vegetarian option, and we do one with meat as well, and, uh, you know, various ingredients in each. And, but, um, yeah, basically bread pudding. <laughs> okay bread pudding with the whatever you like in it so exactly. that's pretty cool stuff now what's uh what's your go-to brian what's your favorite on the menu you know i've always been just a like fan of a classic bacon egg and cheese sandwich on a croissant hey you and can't go wrong with it no you really can't and you know with our eggs it's really good um uh but uh, also, you know, our scones and our morning muffin that we bake in-house is excellent as well for a nice light snack. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Now, uh, tell us about the scone. What exactly is that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's almost like a denser uh, biscuit. Um, you know, it is, uh, we do a cranberry orange scone and then we do a chocolate chip scone. So okay. both of them are nice and like salty and sweet. Um, so perfect little morning snack. There you go. A little pick me up, if you will. Yep. <laughs> if it's needed. So, yeah, don't forget about the scones and the muffins. Nope. Um, although the breakfast staple simply can't be beat, you were mentioning the uh, Leo Award given for the lunch, and the cafe definitely has a variety of lunch favorites to suit any taste or appetite. Now, those Options are seemingly endless, but I have picked out a few just to spotlight here. And if you would just give us a description of each of the following, and we'll start, Brian, with the ever popular roasted chicken pasta salad. Yeah, um, you know, it's penne pasta, and uh, we do that with Italian dressing and snap peas, uh, pimento peppers and uh, grilled chicken that's, um, we have some fresh herbs on there. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's very filling. It's, uh, I mean, you see it when it comes out of the kitchen and it's basically a meal for two. Um, and, you know, nice and hot, uh, really nice over the winter uh, to beat some of those cold days. You gotta love it. So if, if one person comes in and, orders it for themselves chances are they'll be taking leftovers home <laughs> they're gonna be taking it home for sure and that's kind of the idea with all of our food it's almost two meals okay so <laughs> plan to reheat if you go to the cafe yes sir <laughs> absolutely nothing wrong with that now here's one that a lot of people probably aren't going to be familiar with but it sounded really interesting to me whenever i stumbled upon it while looking at your menu and it's none other than the pamita Yes, yes. So that's another, uh, you know, item that we get um, our uh, pita bread from a local bakery called Dino's here in town. And, Dino's, uh, okay. Yeah, and uh, they, um, they do a great job. It's a really nice quality pita. Uh, we have kind of turned that into a little bit of a pizza, you know, like um, with the, our homemade pimento cheese. We take that with diced tomatoes and bacon throw it in the oven for a little bit and uh you know once it gets nice and toasty that cheese is melted we take it out top it with some red onion and tortilla chips and uh slice it up for you um and it is kind of like a nice little like 
you can do it handheld or fork and knife uh, up to you um but uh it's it's like a mini pizza that's pretty awesome it's a a pizza on a yeah a, a very authentic crust yes if you will. For sure. so, so you'll have to try the pamita next time you hit that up now we talked about strata a little bit ago with our breakfast items but also here in the lunch department we have the strata del giorno did i pronounce that right strata del giorno yes sir um so you know that is kind of like a, a brunch staple so it does transfer between breakfast and lunch um you know the strata del giorno is our uh variation um that comes uh with with the bacon and okay. um and so it's you know a homemade egg custard, uh, fresh spinach and tomatoes. We saute some onions and layer that all in there with Swiss Parmesan cheese. Um, so we let the bread soak up that egg custard and get nice and soft, and then you bake that off. And uh, it's like a quiche, but instead of crust, it's uh, you know breadcrumbs. Mm, yum, yum, eat them up. Now you can also get that without meat. And that's Correct. the uh, Strata del Oh, What's it called when you don't get meat in it? The Strata alla Cucina. Okay, alla Cucina. <laughs> it's been a while since I've taken Spanish class, so <laughs> I need yeah. to brush up a little bit. But yeah, with or without meat, you can't go wrong with the Strata. And finally, yeah. let's talk about <laughs> the item that uh, it says on the menu beside it. It is not your grandmother's. BLT and this is called the Art Deco. Yes, uh, I, you know it is a classed up BLT. We do uh, guacamole on there and some real thin sliced red onion, um, a big pile of bacon, and um, you know really let that bacon kind of be the uh, the star of the sandwich. Um, but you know, it, so many people come in here and they'll want to order a BLT, and it you see so many of them get that instead and be happy that they did. <laughs> They're like, I wasn't expecting that, but it's a pleasant surprise. And, um, you know, how many BLTs have guacamole and onions on them? So, yeah, so, I mean, unless you're living out West, not a whole lot. A Louisville, one of a conder, if you will. So check that out. Uh, what, what would you say is, uh, the most popular menu item or items. So what, what tends to be the, the fan favorites? Yeah, you know, our chicken salad for sure is uh, definitely the most popular. Um, our combinations at lunch are quite the steal and um, our half sandwiches are really about 80% of the sandwich. <laughs> and, right. Um, and, you know, get ready for that takeout box. But, um, our uh, our breakfast, you know, across the board, you know, just really popular. We serve breakfast till 5 p.m. and you see people in here eating it all day long. Uh, okay, so whenever the cafe is open, you can always pick out on some breakfast. That's right, you sure can. <laughs> you gotta love that. Who now, doesn't love for dinner? You know. Yeah, I know. Back backwards day never gets old. That's right. <laughs> now, uh, if the previous uh, previously mentioned items weren't enough. The cafe also offers a homemade soup of the day to complement any delicious dish. So tell us, sir, about the scrumptious concoctions in the soup of the day rotation. Uh, yes, so, you know, it, that is something that is uh, really fun for us. Um, you know, our chicken pot pie soup, uh, the Tuscan bean, the kale uh, is also amazing. Uh, we do a potato shaker soup on Fridays. It's really popular. And, you know, we got people calling us all the time just asking, like, what soup is, you know, are we doing today? But then you also have people that kind of just know the day of the week based upon what soup we're serving that day. Okay, so they kind of catch on to the pattern and know that if it's Wednesday, they should expect this or that soup. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Nine times out of ten. Now, um, it ought to be illegal not to top off your meal at the cafe with one of their truly delectable desserts. Now, give us an overview, sir, of the sweet and savory sensations available in the dessert department. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, our two 
staples are our Italian cream uh, cake and then the tuxedo cake. Mm. Uh, they are, you know, we do a, a double layer cake um, with icing in between the layers and then just beautiful decor on top. I mean, our, our pastry chef, she does an amazing job. Um, she also then has the freedom to do a cake of the day. And unlike the soup, there is no schedule to the cake of the day. So it is kind of whatever uh, she is feeling for the day she gets to make any seasonal fruit she wants to play with or other seasonal items. Um, so those are always fan favorites, you know, because you just don't know when you're going to get it again. Um, right. We're also doing over the, the holidays, um, some holiday muffins. So we're mm -hmm. doing a Miss Foster. We're doing a, a chocolate salted caramel. And then we're doing a chai spiced uh, muffin that all have like a, a filling inside of them, almost like a hostess cupcake. They are amazing. Um, you know, our chocolate chip cookies are very popular. Uh, so there's quite a few selections on the sweets department. Sure. But, and then you've got uh, brownies too, correct? Yes, sir. The uh, uh, turtle brownies. Turtle brownies. Oh, that <laughs> my mouth's watering just thinking about them. So be sure and check those out. And those holiday muffins will probably be available, what do you think, till after the first of the year a little bit? Yeah, or? through the first of the year, um, probably up until about middle of January. Um, you know, we, we're doing a partnership with a local radio station, and um, they have uh, promised to do some, uh, you know, some things around the area if we can sell a certain amount of muffins. So we're working hard to get there. There you go. So whatever it takes to sell those muffins, <laughs> go in there, help out the cafe and uh, fill your belly at the same time. It'll yep. be a good, <laughs> a good snack for a good cause. Well, uh, Brian Habib, we sure have enjoyed talking to you today. You've been a great guest. And before we let you go in 30 seconds or less, we'd like for you to give us your best sales pitch for the cafe as a vital part of the Derby city dining experience. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I think that we just, we fit into this city um, through the, you know, eclectic food that we offer, you know, Louisville so diverse and, uh, you know, our food is, it represents that, um, you know, we have a kitchen full of ladies from all over the world and it's just, uh, you know, just a, a fun and, and uh, welcoming environment to come and enjoy some good food. Right. And all those different ladies from different parts of the world, bringing their expertise to the table and they definitely have their little spin on things. Yes, sir. Yes. And it all <laughs> goes together just like a, a big melting pot, if you will. And it makes for some great tasting food and you'll definitely want to check them out. Now tell us how to find the cafe, Brian. Yeah. You know, coming from downtown, we're right off of Broadway. Uh, we're on East Broadway and Brent Street, uh, just outside of the Highlands and uh, Germantown. Um, we're in the old Louisville Stoneware building on 711 Brent Street. And, uh, you know, Louisville Stoneware has opened up their brand new uh, retail shop, which is adjacent to our dining room. And it makes for a nice little whole complete experience when you come down, eat some lunch, and do a little bit of shopping. The cafe to gocom is the website. You can also find them uh, at the cafe on Facebook, and it's the Cafe Elville on Instagram. And um, why don't let's give them that phone number, Brian, for carryouts or uh, reservations. Yes, sir. So it's 502-589-9191. And they also handle catering, and you can't go wrong there. So give them a call and find out what they're all about. Brian, you've been a blast, and uh, we sure appreciate you taking a break from some of those fires, and hopefully you won't have too many of them to put out yeah, before, between now and Christmas. You have a good one, and happy holidays, and thank you so much for thinking of us. Well, thank you for coming on, and Merry Christmas to you, sir. All right.
Brian Habib is his name, and the cafe is his game. And he is anxiously awaiting the opportunity to meet you or see you again if he's seen you before. Don't let it be much longer before you pull up a chair and relax while filling your belly at the cafe. They are open Sunday through Thursday, 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. Friday and Saturday, you can catch them 8 a.m. until 10 p.m. Christmas Eve, if you listen to this in time, they are open till 4 p.m. That's Eastern Time, of course. And they are closed Christmas Day. How can you blame them? Their heart's in the right place. But pay him a visit. We sure appreciate Brian's time. He was a wealth of knowledge and definitely made us hungry. And we also thoroughly enjoyed chatting with Miss Trisha Knoll. She is, of course, the executive director from the Hopkins County Tourist and Convention Commission. And before we put a capper on the 2020 season, we are going to deliver your answer, your long-awaited answer. Well, not really. It's only been an hour. <laughs> a little less than that, actually. But... Here is the answer of your Bluegrass Brain Buster. Now let's recap the question from the first segment. A sincere love and affection for endless eating ought to be a requirement for citizenship here in the Bluegrass. And I wanted to know which city had the highest concentration of fast food restaurants in the Commonwealth. Now, you'll be surprised where the answer came from. It came from a random article on KentuckySportsRadio.com written by Miss Tyler Thompson. Now, of course, they mainly dabble in sports, but if you listen to Kentucky Sports Radio a lot like I do, you know that they uh, <laughs> venture off topic for some entertainment purposes once in a while, and that just enhances the show, in my opinion. But anyway... Miss Tyler Thompson in her article from KentuckySportsRadio.com gives us this answer, which is Paducah. Yes, indeed. According to a recent survey, Paducah has the highest fast food restaurant density in Kentucky. For every 10,000 people, you will find 13.18 fast food restaurants. How about them apples? Now, second in line is Ashland. Of course, um, we recently talked to Ashland's executive director for the Visitor's Center out there, Miss Brandy Clark. They are second right behind Paducah. For every 10,000 people, you will find 9.28 drive through dandies in Ashland. So, eat up, especially over these holidays. I do hope you have a very, very... Merry Christmas, and I'm going to take next week off. Try not to hold that against me. This will give you time, though, to catch up on some episodes that you might have missed, especially if you joined us late in the game. You'll uh, definitely want to go back and check out all of my guests. I tell you, they are definitely worthy of uh, your time and attention. If you don't listen for me, make sure you listen for them, okay? I've been real blessed these last few months to have some Great guests that I've thoroughly enjoyed meeting via Zoom and, and visiting with. My first one this season was uh, Laura Oswald from the Paducah Convention and Visitors Bureau. And that same episode, we talked to uh, Carl Cheney from Cheney's Dairy Barn. In fact, uh, that's been one of my most popular features to date. A lot of people enjoyed hearing about Carl and that world-famous ice cream they've got at Cheney's. And uh, I tell you, I've not had a bad guest yet. I mean, they're all... Definitely uh, worthy of your time and attention, like I said, and full of insights. A few others that stand out, though, to me. Uh, Jessica Blankenship, we had her on the show two weeks ago from KentuckyCountryMusic.com. Uh, of course, the two aspiring country artists from right here in my hometown of Henderson, Annabelle Whitledge and Maggie Hollis. They are 13 and 14 years old, respectively, but both with nothing but bright futures ahead of them, I know. So you'll definitely want to hear them sing and listen to their interviews if you haven't already done so. And even if you have, you might want to listen again. We had Donna Adams from Bell's Drug Store a while back in Seabree. Now, the name Bell's Drug Store may not sound like anything fancy, but they're a lot more than just a pharmacy. They are well known for their orange aids and uh, lunch specials. They also have um, a variety of other unique things in their gift shop that you can pick and choose from. So you'll definitely want to take a listen to Donna Adams, the owner of Bell's Drug Store in the mighty Seabree, Kentucky, from um, 
Uh, I guess it's been about a month and a half or two months ago at this point. So uh, as far as state parks, we've heard from Mark Keenlan. He's the uh, park manager from Audubon State Park here in Henderson. We've also talked with General Butler State Park and the manager, Susan Spears. Richard Blanton from my old Kentucky home state park. He is the uh, the mansion supervisor. And like I said, we've got 43 state parks in the Commonwealth. It's going to take me a while to get to all of them. But that is my ultimate goal, to get to all of them. I don't want to leave a single one of these state parks out. So I'm going to keep trucking right where I left off in 2021. And uh, during this two-week break here before our next show... On January 6th, like I said, I'll be checking my email periodically and Facebook too. So send along your ideas for 2021 episodes, questions, comments you may have, guest nominations. You know the drill. Bluegrassblabbing at gmail.com, B-L-U-E-G-R-A-S-S-B-L-A-B-B-I-N at gmail.com. Blabbing in the Bluegrass on Facebook. Just search Blabbing in the Bluegrass on Facebook and it should take you right to the page. You can uh, listen to each episode thus far. You can access those via the page and you can also make comments and send me messages as well as keep tabs on additional updates and information as presented. So I look for you back here well-rested, ready for more Kentucky knowledge on Wednesday, January the 6th, 2021. Until then, I hope you find a little something besides coal in your stocking for Christmas and definitely make the most of this holiday season with your friends and family. And until next year, folks, do me a favor. Keep laughing, keep smiling, and keep blabbing in the bluegrass. Cause we're blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass There's nothing here to hide Cause we're saying it with pride Just a blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass With knowledge of the state You're sure to appreciate Yes, we're blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass Where musicians furnish talent And great whiskey cools your palate Just a blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass With a fit for every taste, precious time is not to waste.